the type of surfing that always appealed to me was, you know, right the right board that suits the waves, you know. Hello and welcome to the Smorgasbord podcast. I'm your host, Dave Swan. So who's up this week? Well, given the popularity of our interview with Thomas Bexon and Jake Bowery of Thomas Surfboards just prior to Christmas, and the fact that I'm always up for a lengthy chat, we thought we'd bring you more of our interview with the boys. More, I hear you say? Yes, we were talking for hours. I could talk a glass eye to sleep. There's always more. In part two of our interview, we talk about the evolution of Thomas Surfboards, from the days and nights of the old shed through to their current merchandise range, right through the types of boards they now shape, including who has jumped on board as team riders. This episode of our podcast is brought to you by Visit Noosa, proud sponsors of the iconic Noosa Festival of Surfing, which is on this March, tomorrow, Saturday 2nd, until Sunday the 10th of March. It's a ripper, so get there. You wanted more, we're giving you more. Enjoy my continued chat with Thomas Bexon and Jake Bowery of Thomas Surf. So, yeah, team rider side of things. So, who's riding the boards now? Um, and I'm offended you haven't asked me yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Start with the girls. That's not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess too. It's kind of funny because we never like we've never approached anyone and said, "Hey, do you want to be a team rider?" It's just always been, oh, "I'd love to try a board." You know, they'll buy a board off us, and then just kind of sort of happen. Yeah, yeah, it's never been like a same with fans. Here's a camera. contract. We want yeah. you to be a team rider. That'd just be a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but I guess. Girl-wise, in the States, is Karina Rosinko and Sierra Lurback. Um, little Mason as well. And, and Mason Scramley. Well, all three of them are in the duct tape yeah. tomorrow yeah. in China. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, Which is just coincidental with, you know, we met those girls and great school surfers and they like the boards and yeah it's just sort of like the same and that's part first of the first time yeah, yeah gave yeah. Karina a board she was in nurse she didn't have a board to ride I was like here here's a board try it and she's like this is the best board I've ever had can I, can I buy it I was like oh, if you're going to ride it have it you know and it's just sort of like that mm. um, same as Devin Howard like I've known Devin for years and he came over and stayed with us a few years ago last time he came out and borrowed a couple of boards and he's like oh, I've got to get one I want one and then the following year I was going to California and me and my wife and son stayed with Devin for 10 days and shaped him a board when I was there and you know he's just constantly sending me messages how good they are so I've ended up sending a bunch over to him which is I mean you know as growing up as a kid he was one guy you know he's up there with Joel Tudor or someone it was like you know I've kind of Fanboy, fanboy sort of thing. I can't believe Devin wants a board from me. You know, originally it was amazing, and now. But it's same sort of... with um, we sent the board to Cassio as well. She bought a board, yeah, um, which is nice. She wrote it in the duct tape. She's actually sponsored, sponsored by, by someone, someone else, else, but and... she still buys a board. You know, wants to pay buy a board off you. That's um, what she'll use in a contest. We're good mates with Dane Peterson. He he ordered the board last year. We sent him over a board same time as Cassio. So that's 
America, we seem to have some nice girls riding them there. And likely here? We've got all the old guys that always ridden them, Harrison obviously being the most famous, and Zai and... Harry, Zai, Cuddles, Jai. Um, who else? Who? Oh, Husni. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's cool. Indonesian like, import. Couple of guys from Batu that I think I first met Hus. Should probably talk about how Hus ten years ago ended up working for us making coffee. Nine yeah. years ago mm-hmm. in Bali, when I went over for the first nine foot and single that Deus did, and Deus that was you were running for a critical slot. Yeah, adventure. still yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Husnik had come over from Java to Bali for it because he was one of the only guys that anyone knew of in Indonesia that rode a longboard. Yeah. Um, so he ended up, I think, we gave him one of our boards or I shaped him one in Bali because he'd always, he'd been riding like a high-performance longboard but with a huge hatch to fit in it and trying to surf it like a proper longboard <laughs> but they just didn't have access to boards there. You know, they only would get what someone had left behind. So, you know, he'd... He was the first one in Batu to get a proper longboard. And mm. then since then, there's been a couple of other young guys, Denny and Menchos um, from Batu that we've made boards for now. And um, they're just, they've got awesome waves. They're amazing yeah. surfers. Like Pretty crazy, the talent that comes out of the yeah, tiny village. Yeah, kid Java. called Menchos that I've never seen anyone switch, switch foot and surf like him. Yeah. It's just... They're just so naturally talented, and it's just what they do. But you know, they just cruise village life. Like you know, he's got a little kid now and doesn't surf anywhere near as much as he'd probably want to. But when he does, you just like you're blown away. You're just like, kids are freak. And then he'll jump on a borrowed piece of shit shortboard and go out and blow a huge air as well. And you're like, I didn't know he could surf a shortboard. <laughs> like what the hell? Like you know, and they're just. And then Hussey ended up coming to work. Yeah, so when, what year did he He's come probably out? been here three four years, four years. I think it's four years now. Yeah. It was about, it was October. We were talk- I think it was when we got to Japan. He mm. told me, it was like, this is the day I first came to Australia. Oh, yeah. mm. Like, uh, however many. And what, just came out and started working? Yeah, like just, I can't even remember how, what, how the conversation originally started. Mm. But just, you know, because I'd been over to Batu a few times with Harry and other people and seen, you know, gone and hung out with him. And He already had a visa for Australia. Yeah, so. and he's like, oh, I want to come to Australia. I was like, oh. And then that was originally kind of why in the old shop we first put in a coffee machine. It's like, oh, well, we've got to work out a way to try and make a job for Hus so he can come over. So, oh, well, you know, we'll, he, he drinks coffee. Well, let's get a coffee machine and he can, hang, coffee. he can hang out in the shop and, you know, be the retail coffee guy in the shop so it kind of originally created a bit of a a job so it was an excuse that Hus could come over and yeah he's now he's doing everything and still here and then he's I, still here he doesn't want to move home yeah at the moment, so. he's not allowed to <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just went to just went to Japan with him as 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 crazy his Japanese is amazing like first time to Japan but he like can speak such good Japanese just from all the tourists going through butter you know oh, that's wow. how he used to make money was just like local surf guide taking them surfing in butter and like he's he's also picked up a 
very good percentage of naughty words. <laughs> <in Chinese>. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy you're hanging out with him and he's talking to someone like, What's, what are you guys talking about? Because I'm, I'm beyond me. He's like, oh, he's telling me where the brothels are. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> he teaches me things in English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like, he just had the... Like, I'm, I was jealous for his first trip to Japan. He just got to see and do everything. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. Again, it's just something that's kind of it's happened. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, just naturally evolved. And it's amazing having someone who's such as great as him hmm. being the guy who makes the customer's coffee. Because they all know who he is. He's know. the nicest bloke you'll ever meet. You know, so friendly. He always got a huge smile. So I'd be, I'd be up shit creek without him. You know, how helpful he is. It's Just that in informality, and... though, about kind of seemingly everything that you guys do. <laughs> from, you know, from the business and that, that kind of adds, I suppose, to the atmosphere and just the, I suppose, the down-to-earth appeal of the whole yeah. thing. You know, yeah. that's why each time I, I meet you guys, I think, oh, you haven't changed. You're the exact same people. And that's, you know, sometimes I wonder if people, you know, looking at it from further back around the country or whatever... Yeah, there's credit to you. I'm, you're I'm the sure exact it, same people. You're I'm sure there. at times now, you know, some people do have that perception that would oh, probably change when yeah. you, you go and go for it. that we've I've, sold I've, out. Well, I've got a pretty good tosser radar, and I can tell you right <laughs> now that. <laughs> yeah. Again, but at the same I, time... I feel at ease every time I catch yeah, up with you. And so. if that's what people want to think, yeah. or whatever, you know. It doesn't affect us what they think, does it? Yeah. Main thing is come in here and have a chat to you guys yeah. and see things that wouldn't change. So, and then on the shortboard side of things, team rider wise, we have obviously we have Dean, which is a nice crossover. Would is why the pro movement ended up being here because mm. we were we we're building him boards before, and he's been great to work with because he comes from a full white shortboard background, mm. and we've sort of pushed him into everything. So now he has his mind up a lot. Yeah, and he's he reckons he's having more fun surfing now than ever because he's got access to a 12-footer and a log and a variety of free fishes and, you know, and he's openly telling people to order a seven-foot fish in the shop and he, he's kind of, <laughs> kind of blowing his mind out a bit. Yeah. And then behind, we've got a young guy, Cooper, who is a full-blown shortboarder that we've made him a fish and a log and just nice to see these guys riding everything you know which that's is like Harrison you know Harrison's a great about shortboarder that too isn't it yeah, yeah absolutely it's like ride the, ride the ride yeah and I think a lot of that you know comes from I know with Harry as well he was mentored by Joel but for me at 15, 16 it was always the type of surfing that always appealed to me was you know ride the right board that suits the waves you know if it's a knee high appealing point break you're not going to go out on a 510 and just sit there bouncing up and down the whole mm. time and the same as a six foot beach break you're not mm. going to take out a longboard like it does and this is the waves around this bode well for a lot of boards mm. and you kind of need a lot of boards and if yeah. you don't want to get frustrated and yeah like <laughs> It, every shortboarder in town here should have a longboard in their quiver. Yeah, mad if they don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, everyone should have every type of board. So on my way, Dubbo. <laughs> but yeah, and then we're behind them, we got a few groms that are basically shortboard. Leo, my daughter, she rides longboards and shortboards, but all the other groms would support. How old she now? She's just turned thirteen. So yeah, she's going well. 
she's um yeah on her way to spend her time traveling the world it seems you know she's already done it she goes to Hawaii every year on her own and wow starting to do some two races next year and yeah she's yeah. got a decent contract with Billabong and you know she's going places at the moment so wow so she won the Queensland titles three times over and then she's got the eyes on the Aussie titles end of the year so we'll see but then she might have to jump on a plane straight away and go to Hawaii because I think she's on invite to watch Pipe from the Billabong house so I probably could but I don't think leaving midway through December is probably the best idea so. just, go, just go for four or five days so yeah she's doing a lot of cool things so it's nice to watch you can be assured of her uh, continuing to ride your boards yeah well <laughs> going to put her under contract <laughs> yeah she might need a contract to be honest you know. nah it's nice that she, we can make all different types of things. and yeah. We kind of pick the surfers, or we don't even pick them. The ones that we help, we do try and make sure they're open to riding everything. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so even Marat, too. Yeah, right. Tommy, who sounds for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty talented surfer, right? That, you know, grew up riding shortboards, moved to Noosa, started riding longboards, mm. rides a fish, you know, rides everything really well. And it's kind of what we're interested in as well, you know, like, I ride shortboards, I ride a longboard, I ride a piece of wood if the conditions are right, and same with Thomas, you know, like, you just saying you went to Japan and thinking you were going to longboard and yeah. you rode mid-length the whole time, you know, yeah. hmm. because the waves, that's what it suited, you don't go and force the issue and yeah, go, oh, exactly. we're going to film longboarding, because hmm. it's going to look pretty crap if you... <laughs> you're forcing something. Yeah. So, it's all about just riding the right board, right time. And having a team that all have the same values with that ethos, yeah, common sense, yeah, literally, <laughs> it? it's not that hard, but people seem to struggle with it. It's changing though. It is, it definitely, is definitely changing. Definitely yeah. changing. Oh, yeah. You know, I know when we first started out, that was the whole premise behind the magazine because yeah. I was like, "Are you a shortboarder or a longboarder?" Yeah. I'm like, oh, "Give me anything. Yeah. I don't care." I'm not, you know, and I think that's helped with. It. With the I'm crap at them all, so I'll ride it. Like the whole industry is changing, and I think that's helped our yeah. brand, you know, succeed. Because when we started, it was just probably lucky timing that people were interested getting into in longboarding, the, yeah, mm-hmm. that sort of traditional side. Of and then that not, has a knock-on effect to the shortboards, and we're finding now we get a guy buying a white shortboard, but then six weeks time he'll come in and he's looking at the fishes and then yeah and then eventually they buy a longboard you know, like, it's like they need to be eased into it for some reason <laughs> cost them a fortune by getting all that way through all the boards but yeah there's a That's lot of people true. in town who still turn their nose up at having a longboard which you know it's kind of strange yeah, yeah no well let's let's expand on that with the, the retail space so because you you're doing your boardies and shirts and tell us about some of the merchandise and all yeah that. I guess it's something that's slowly slowly growing I mean we've been making t-shirts for years as every other surfboard company does but I guess we're just slowly adding more and more to it as time goes by you know a few more styles of t-shirts hats beanies you know just the I guess trying drink to bottles. drink yeah. bottles just yeah We've just found that lots of people even... Jocks. They probably want, <laughs> yeah. they want a surfboard, but they might not be able to afford a surfboard 
don't buy a t-shirt, you know. But that's part of the brand evolution. And I guess it comes you know, too, you know, like you don't want to flood the market with 40,000 surfboards a year, but, you know, through clothing, it's a good way for people to, you know, have buy in or be part of the brand and have a connection with it without having to go and buy a $2,000 surfboard or mm. something like that, you know, I mean, Hurley started Stussy. Mm, they yeah. were all started the same way that you know the surfboard shapers selling t-shirts you know it's just that's a pretty natural evolution I think and it's just a it was funny that you brought up that you know the price of the boards and all that and that was one thing you guys were really vocal you know on from the the get go was really starting to try and put some true value behind behind the craft and you, oh, again yeah. you paved the way there you weren't you've never tried to, to cut prices and things like that it's just it still too cheap yeah you know? it just that's the nature of it people have this weird idea that they there's they shouldn't be paying x amount for their surfboard but reality is the profit margin on the surfboard is awful that's mm. why you sell t-shirts you know like yeah you know, people pay and also the amount of hours that go oh, into it and so forth. And there was a there was a story I read oh, recently. There, it was an artist, I think. It, you know, was in a cafe and had scribbled something on a, a napkin. And someone said, "Oh, I get, can I can I grab that napkin? I, you know, I'll give you some money for it." And proceeded to try and hand over a fifty dollar bill. He said, "No, that'll cost you ten thousand. He said, "But it only took you, a, you know, a couple of minutes." He said, no, it actually took me a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and it's the same thing of you guys. It's the, the same with the, the surfboard. You know, people want to bargain it down on price, but you look and they're driving a $150,000 Range Rover, charging $90 an hour as a, as a sparky, you know, when making a surfboard takes just as long as any other trade or profession, but you're definitely not getting paid the same. Yeah. It's sort of something that is hasn't moved with inflation or CPI or whatever, you know, like... It's almost like you get paid less because you're meant to enjoy making surfboards. <laughs> because you're meant to be going surfing all day, every day. We all know that's not true, but yes. that's... And you've got to put perception. value on what you do, you know, like... Exactly. Perception of value. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's got to be and that you, perceived value. Like, you know, right? we've worked hard, we've spent a lot of time making surfboards, I don't... You know, I think it it is worth a, a bit more than ten dollars an hour. Hmm. Definitely, definitely. As a, Much more because yeah. you are putting your creativity. Yeah, and, and you know, we we well. spent years earning four hundred bucks a week. Hmm. We still and don't make much more. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, the perception is, I'm sure people look at the big building and they go, oh, you know, expect us to have brand new cars and. Yeah, you know, be killing it. Well, I go drive my mum's car to work today because mine won't start. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, that's a vision for the future for us. But it's, you know, the reality is we still work hard and we, and we've worked hard to get to this point. And, yeah, yeah. We've done nights in the old shed exactly. until three we've in done the morning. The hard yards you know. Yeah. Oh, they're still doing the hard yards. We're still doing it. Yeah. Like, it looks a little bit different, but. Like, I'll pick my kids up from school, drop them home, and then come back and do a few hours in the evening just to get stuff done. Because if I don't do it, no one else is going to do it. So, And that's also part of running That's your part own of business. running the business, yeah. and, you yeah. know. It's the path we chose, and still loving it, but people just look in and go, oh, yeah. 
they're killing it. They're probably not doing any work. That's yeah, the reality. Is. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I remember times I, I sat in my car at the old factory because I'd land aboard, and I had to wait to cut the lap. But it was so cold, it would take a couple of hours to. Paint. So I sat in the car and would go back in every ten minutes to see if I could cut it to come back out because the shed was too cold. You know. Mm. So those times are gone. Things got a little bit better. But <laughs> bit of deals, you know, but yeah, still, still here in the, the evenings. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks once again for tuning in, Smorgasbordas. I hope you enjoyed my talk with the boys from Thomas Surfboards. Thanks as well to podcast sponsors, Visit Noosa and the Noosa Festival of Surfing. On from tomorrow, Saturday, March 2nd, through to Sunday, March 10. It is a ripper. Make sure you get there. Check your next week's smorgasbordas. Get out there and get wet.